CJ here. How's it going? How's your day going? Well, it looks like there's a lot going on in New Haven. New Haven and Hamden and what's going on with the mayoral campaigns. I mean, this is interesting shit right here. So <laughs> before I get into it, I just want to take a second to thank you all for your continued support. Your solidarity is greatly, greatly appreciated. I mean, I don't even know where to start here. Where do we start? Where do we even start? So yesterday um, was the nominations and all that fun and excitement for the Democratic Party. Out here in New Haven, um, the current mayor won by a landslide. I mean, it was almost as if he was just in there by himself, right? Now, I have no allegiance to the current mayor of New Haven. Oh, hey, Manny. Um, you know, I have no allegiance to the current mayor of New Haven, but the simple fact that all he had to do was show up and then he gets all the appointments. <laughs> Forming a plan to address what's, um, what's happening as far as, you know, the Trump parade, because let's not forget, while all of this is happening on the city level, on a state level, Donald Trump is still running for mayor. Now, before I proceed, I have to acknowledge our fearless young leader, our Latinx, uh, you know, leader here who just joined on, Mr. Manny Camacho. Manny, we're going to start off with the city of New Haven. How do you feel as far as what's going on with the DTC convention? Justin Elliker just won everything by a landslide, and it just showed up on the New Haven Independent that the Republicans endorsed Tom Goldenberg for mayor. I'm handing it over to you, Manny. <laughs> yeah, you know, I saw that earlier. I was, I was on the Independent, and, um, you know, I, I saw Tom Goldenberg, you know, uh, endorsed by the you know, Republican nomination. And I was like, hold on, what in the world is going on here? I said that, I mean, I was just so confused immediately, just immediately confused, you know? Um, and then, and, and yeah, I was like, I mean, a landslide, that, that's like, Fortunately, like an understatement. I mean, he has a union backing him, which, I mean, anyone in New Haven, right? Anyone who, uh, you know, is a longtime resident of New Haven, or, or rather just, you don't even have to be a longtime resident, but if you just, you know, stay in tune with how mayoral elections go, or just elections in general in New Haven, you know that having the union backing, right? As a candidate, I mean, that that's like an, that's a win. I mean, it, it's like it's almost impossible for you not to win if you have the union backing, right? Uh, because there's so much that comes with that. So, yeah, and, and you know, and to see Elliker have the union backing, right? It's, uh, it kind of puts things into perspective. It's disgusting. It's disgusting, and it's, it does put things in perspective, but it's very telling because here's my thing. Why do we feel like we need to recycle people? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Why, do, why do we feel like we need to do that? And not only that, but can somebody explain to me how this works? Because some of the same people who are standing here endorsing Elliker claim to be about rent control, Claim yep. to be about livable wages. Claim to be about, you know, job and food and housing security. Mm -hmm. Make it make sense, Manny, as Elise says. Make it make sense. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, and, and let's not forget. Let's not also forget that, you know, in, in Elliker's term in office, right? I mean, I recall because I was there with them. I recall the union coming after Elliker a couple of times, you know? I'm just saying. I'm just saying, right? And, and like, wait, No, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. 
Wait, hold up. Let's just make it clear because we know how motherfuckers roll. Manny, do you know where you are? (laughs) 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 Are you coherent? Because that's what I'm saying. These same people who are endorsing him not so long ago were claiming that we need an answer. We're against police brutality. Um, We don't like what's going on with the slumlording. But you guys are endorsing this man. Manny, help me here. Dude, does it make sense <laughs> to you? What what no. am I missing? That's that's why I was so confused and I'm still so confused because I'm like, hold on, wait a second. Like I, I was there with the unions, you know? I was there on the protests and the rallies and stuff, you know, and and, and even speaking at a couple of them, right? And and hearing, you know, the people who were on their their list, so to speak, right, of people to come after. And, um, you know, the name Justin Ellicott came up quite a few times, you know. And so to then find so out of nowhere, see, you know, that Ellicott is having the union backing. I'm like, hold on, wait, wait, wait. did I miss something? Like, was there? I'm just there saying, I'm just to? saying. And, and, you know, I had to I had to call someone like you. Because I was out of town for a few days. So I just want to know, did something happen? Like, was it really that quick and easy? Because this is not making sense. And then, wait a minute, let's hold on to that for a second. Then you have Goldenberg getting endorsed by the Republicans. Yeah. What the hell? How? Like, how? Why? I didn't even know that that could be possible. That's what I'm saying. saying. Like, Like, you're a Democrat. Right. Right. He's he's running on the Democratic ticket. Right. 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 You get the Republican nomination. What? Something. There's something. You know what your problem is? is? I'm going to tell you what your problem is. See, you came with your silly self and you thought you did this foolishness, Manny. I keep trying to tell you. You sat there and you thought that these people actually had some type of rule book. If the board of (laughs) alders is still figuring out. It's charter. Since the, I even knew what the Board of Alders was, the Board of Alders has been trying to figure out its charter. I have never seen so much organized chaos in my mm-hmm. life. You mm-hmm. understand? I dare say a teenager's bedroom is way more organized than this shit right here. Okay? Because this is not making one piece of sense. I, you know, you're the one that's running for mayor, and, you know, that's one of your aspirations, as you shared recently. Please help me figure this out now, because I did not know that you could do that, that you could have the Republicans. I mean, are we missing (laughs) something? Like, like you know, I mean, I don't think I've ever heard of an incident. I've never heard of that. I'm a history buff. I mean, I love politics. Like, I, you know, I know so many elections that have been in history, and I don't think I've yet to come across where the other party, a candidate from one party, gets endorsed from the opposite party. (laughs) I mean, so wait a minute. Pause right there. Do you feel like this is some sort of strategy to demonstrate some something? Like, because let's not forget, right? Like, let's let's take a look at Hamden now. So pause for a pause right there. Right now in Hamden, there's a lot happening over there. We need to pay attention to Hamden because the policing in New Haven and Hamden is connected. So where there's those types of inner city things happening, we should pay attention to that because we want to know what the fuck is going on, right? Now, the current mayor of Hamden ran her ticket on the Stephanie Washington and Paul Witherspoon scenario. She ran her ticket on that, okay? She showed up. She said Black Lives Matter. She said all the white things. She did all the white things. Meanwhile, her husband at the time was a slumlord. This man is renting out bathroom-sized apartments and then claiming that he was helping a friend. Why? Because he would buy residential properties and rent out rooms. How is that even humane in the middle of a pandemic? What? And now that same person, Lauren Garrett, she's running for mayor again. Lauren Garrett hasn't done anything that she claimed she was going to do for Hamden. 
Look at the South and the Hamden. That's a classic example. That's a classic example. And we need to pay attention to that. Because here's the thing. In Hamden, um, Walter Morton, I believe his name is, he's running against her. But the problem with that is he's going to bring back people like Kurt Lang, right? So, again, we have the recycling of those who represent us. As a younger soul, I'm curious to hear, as someone who is looking forward to pursuing being a mayor, how do you feel about the possibility of encountering possibly running against someone who's been in the position longer than you've been alive? Like, how do you feel about that? Right, and, and you know, and and that was that's something that I, uh, you know, when I when I think about it, when I think about running and all that, that's the number one thing that comes to my mind, right? Because you know, I'm a very logical person, right? And and I know, I know, you know, one one strength I have is that you know, when people try to play those dirty campaigns, well, you can't. You can't find nothing dirty about me because there isn't, <laughs> right? <laughs> so, so there's that. Oh, thing. Manny, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. Here you come with your foolishness again. You're in America. You're in America, and you oh. know, guys, give him, give him a little leeway because Manny forgets in this shithole. They don't. You don't need to do anything wrong if you're not right. white. So, so this is you what just I was need about to, to show up. <laughs> you just need to show up. So, the one, but I know the one thing that I will. And this, I mean, it's a guarantee. I'll be, I'll be surprised, and I'll be looking, you know, uh, around me to see if Jesus is there, you know, <laughs> if it doesn't happen. But what I know and what I will count on happening is that whoever is running against me, or even people who, you know, are, are just in New Haven in general, will use against me is my age, right? And they're like, oh. Well, he's young, you know, he, 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 they're going to come up with a million and one reasons why my age dictates my uh, capacity to do the job well, right? Uh, because, you know, obviously, you know, whoever's going to be running against me isn't going to be younger than, you know, 20, right? Uh, they're all, they're going to be older. They're going to. Wait, you don't, you don't know that because you never know, you know, it could be that. Oh, you never know. You never know, but I'm not saying that. That's true. What I'm saying is, is that in general, the likelihood of you, I mean, look at the board of alders itself. There are people mm-hmm. there who have literally spent half their lives on the board of yeah. alders. How is that not problematic? That's what I'm trying to figure out. Like, how is exactly. that not a problem? It's true. It is true. You know, it's like we have, we have limits, you know, for the president. We have, I think I think that's pretty much the only one we have left for, you know, because you know senators they can they can serve as as long as as they keep winning. Um, exactly. You know, so exactly. so is the alders, and so so is um, the mayor. I mean, look at Mayor John DeStefano. Oh you Lord, know, he, he bought he to was, preach y'all, preach he man. Was, he was mayor of almost two decades. You know. Two decades this man was mayor. I and, and mind that's you, correct. a mayoral a mayoral that's term is, is two years. So that means he served almost ten terms. And what did we benefit from that? That's oh, the yeah. part. Exactly. You know. Tell you know, me something oh, that tell great me that something came out of, that came out of that. Era. <laughs> because really we should rename the city to Yale Haven. I, I, <laughs> you know, no, go, nobody's, I'm with you on no, that one. <laughs> nobody's seen my vision besides you, Manny. Like, <laughs> we might as well call it Yale Haven. Now, me personally, I would be pissed off if I'm paying you all, all this money. But then again, mm-hmm. if I have money, I have stink money, I won't care if right. really I don't have a campus, I have a city. You heard what I just said. Yale mm-hmm. doesn't have a campus, it has a city. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right? And the residents are the ones who are paying for Yale to be here. We're the ones paying the taxes. We're the ones with the high-ass rents. We're the mm-hmm. ones with the slumlords. We're the ones lacking the job security. And then when Yale grows a conscience, they say, oh, we have we have jobs in our dining and administrative. Because you see, in their minds, we could not go beyond that. Okay? 
We cannot go beyond that. And I'm looking right at you, Unite here, right? Because you know, you should know better than anybody. What do we really need after COVID? Why do people feel like COVID didn't have an impact, right? We still have people who are unemployed. We still Mm -hmm. have people who are struggling to pay their rent. We still have people struggling in school. Are you kidding me? Absolutely. I, I mean... I'm just infuriated. And then to see this shit with Tom getting endorsed by the Republicans, going back to New Haven, I was like, what's really going on in New Haven? Like, for real. No, I, you know, I am. I'm just. <laughs> I don't understand. Every day, I, I, you know, I'm waking up and I'm, I'm reading the Independent, I'm reading the Register, I'm reading, the, you know, just trying to see what's going around. Even, I mean, I even go on, you know, I open up my Facebook because I follow all these political people. I open up my Facebook and see all the different things they're doing. And I'm just like, I'm trying to figure out what did I miss? Because I missed something. Listen, okay, like, <laughs> is it the I water? <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know. I don't understand. I, I, might have, I think I might have slept a week and don't even, you know, realize I did that. Because something happened somewhere and I'm just confused because from what I can recall, you know, just me personally, Right. Like I've been part of all these movements and all these different organizations and, you know, I pretty much almost always knew, you know, what was going on and what they were doing and everything. Um, and then I wake up and I'm like, hold on, wait a second. So enemies are now getting endorsed. Friends are now enemies. Um our missions are changing up a bit. I, I'm trying to figure out what happened and and why. Listen, what happened was, see, here you go again with your foolishness. What had <laughs> happened was, right? <laughs> what, what had happened was, sometimes I have to tell you all about yourself because you, you don't pay attention. Like, I don't know if you're asleep or something, but... The problem is like, okay, the fact that Lauren Garrett, again, back in Hamden, we have Lauren Garrett, a Democrat who ran her ballot on the Black Lives Matter campaign and she got away with it because she would turn around, take office and do nothing for black and brown lives. Okay. That's what she's doing. But she gets to do that. This woman comes from privilege. She's never had to work at a fast food restaurant. She's never had to take care of her family. She doesn't know what oppression is. She doesn't live that life. She doesn't look like it, relate to it, know it. But what she did do is come into our movement and take advantage of it. And not only that, she has a little reporter who really should just come out. Megan Friedman should just come out and say she's the lost reporter for the Ku Klux Klan because she might as well just own her spot in the white supremacy as well because she's all about promoting the privilege, right? Now, see, I just said something there, the promotion of privilege. Going back to New Haven. Justin Ellicott comes from a life of privilege. He didn't even grow up in New Haven, okay? He knows nothing about the city. He's willing to tear down Long Wharf. He doesn't care about the food truck um, people. He doesn't care about them. He doesn't care about the families. He doesn't care about the businesses. He wants to make over there into a ferry. Now he's pretending to care about safe drug use. But he oh. also, you, you know what I'm saying? He also oh. pretended to care about undocumented immigrants the only problem is there's only two churches that are actual sanctuaries in New Haven. Two. One, two. That's it. New Haven is not a real sanctuary. And added to that, if New Haven was a real sanctuary city, then there'll be no problem with having undocumented immigrants on the board of alders, nor will mm-hmm. there be an issue with having undocumented immigrants as part of the civilian review board. Come on now. Come on. I mean, how you feel on this, Manny? What's your thoughts? Um, you, listen, you you mentioned something that you know I, I when I saw I think I saw it yesterday that had me just so fired up because <laughs> I I had to call someone after I saw it because it got me just so oh my god I mean I was beside myself when I saw the uh, safe use. Um, article with Elliker. Um and you know and I I mean 
I had not heard of, of that even being a thing prior to reading the article, you know? Like, I, I had not heard about that being a project that was in development. I didn't even hear that it was something that was being proposed. Like, you know, I just, I didn't hear about that. Um, and, uh, but, you know, and I'll, again, I say things that get, that always get me in trouble, but whatever, sue me, you know, because <laughs> that's what's something you can always count on is the fact that I'm always going to say, you know, what, not only what I believe, but I mean, I think I'm one of the, the few, uh, you know, public figures, so to speak, in New Haven who actually take the time to uh, sit down with our residents, you know, just on a regular street like Whaley Ave or whatever, and just sit down and talk with them and ask them, you know, about these things, right? And actually listen to, to their concerns and their opinions, right? And and the time that I've been doing this, whenever we uh, are at the topic of, like, you know, those addiction centers being put up or, you know, things like safe use um, sites, I mean, do you know how many residents are, like, opposed to it? But, but for good reason. I mean, we have, I think, I think we have almost because 40. Because you're not putting it. See, yeah, here's we, the thing. We have almost Look 40 at where schools you're putting them. Exactly. Exactly. Look at where you're putting these things. schools, right? Come on now. I mean, you can't, you can't travel a few blocks in a neighborhood without encountering some school or daycare or something. And you want to put this you know, this site pretty much right around the corner, you know, from these schools or, or two blocks down when we know that majority of our students, you know, uh, are walkers, they walk home, right? And you have these sites that, as, I mean, come on now, we're, we're not oblivious, we're not stupid, right? We're not blind. They pose a threat, right? And and that's just because addiction is, is something that's hard and it's something that people often, you know, fall back on. And so you're exposing not only the residents who are living, you know, around these sites, but the children, right, who are walking to and from school. These places are right around from the, the schools, right? And and also, also, what I've heard from, from many of our residents is when a site like that, you know, is basically piloted in New Haven, because let's, let's be honest, it's, it's, New Haven is pretty much the pilot for these types of things, right? It's experimental in a way. So you want to put this kind of pilot idea here, right? We don't really know if it's going to be something that's beneficial or something that's going to absolutely be the worst thing introduced to the neighborhood, right? So a lot of these residents are scared, and concern that the younger generations, right, the teenagers especially, they see a site like that, right, that it's, it's a safe use site and it's pretty much, you know, the medical supervision and, and they're, you know, they're allowed to go there and use and, and it pretty much be okay, right? What message is that really kind of sending to them? I've heard from residents, you know, what about the message of it's okay to do those types of things? Here's well, wait a minute. Gonna... Let me pause you there. Let me pause you there. So I don't know if you know about uh, Sam Rivera and On Point, New York. So Sam Rivera, he is an advocate. He is the pioneer for safe use. He is Afro-Tano Latino. Much due respect to that man. You know, and he also has two. He's the only person. He's one of us. And he started not one, but two drop-in centers, right? And so what happens here is, like you're saying, it's a safe use. You get the privacy. You get the screening of the drug itself, so you're using something that's safe. You get clothing. You get medical care, right? Now, one of the sites is located in East Harlem, New York. East Harlem. The average annual income in East Harlem is over $68,000, while the medium household income sits at 33000 a year. For residents between 25 to 44, it's said that they earn like upwards of 55, while those between 45 and 64 earn like 39,000 in about in contrast. How do you feel about that? Because 
what we're saying is we don't want this here in the middle of New Hallville, right? Is that what we're saying? We don't want it in the right, middle of the right, right. So where would be a proper site then, considering what I just explained Sam is doing and where he has his drop-in? Let's unpack that part. Yeah, so, you know, that's something that, well, well, one, you know, I'm not going to pretend like I, I, <laughs> I'm here and I have all the answers or all the necessary data, right? Because uh, let's be honest, we know a lot of people... <laughs> and you know who who have the opportunity to have their voices heard right they sometimes or a lot of times sit there and start spewing you know their their opinions like if they did all the research already <laughs> you know so i'm not gonna be one of those people um but but again well what i would need right i would need um is for a neighborhood who won right a neighborhood who was who won isn't so uh what's the word i want to use predisposed right predisposed to having negative things already happening in it right um and and again that already limits <laughs> things by itself right we're going to talk about new haven but i'm going to need data right that demonstrates you know one Okay, how is this site going to be beneficial, right? And in what ways? Are we talking economically? Are we talking, you know, that um, overdose rates are going to decline? Are we talking, I mean, like all that, all those statistics, right? I'm going to need to see a full breakdown of how it's really going to benefit, you know, that neighborhood, right? Or, or just the city, right? Um, because I, I wouldn't feel comfortable knowing that there's a site here, regardless of, you know, again, it, it's, a, it's a good site and it's used for beneficial reasons and it's used to help people. Granted, okay, that's, that's great. But we also need to, we also need to figure out, you know, um, how does it affect the residents around around the site not just the people using the site but the people who live around the site you know? all right so check this out so i just did a quick check so the median age in new hallville connecticut um it said that there's close to like fifty-five thousand residents with a median age of 29.1 years old now in comparison east harlem new york the median age is about 34 years old, and that population is closer to 51,000. Now, we see the differences in the income and the age, right? Again, it has to do with the data involved. Like, you pointed out something that's critical. You know, one of the main concerns that people had about having that center at that old building was the fact that a lot of the children wait for buses, and they have to walk home, right? So right. the opposition wasn't so much having it in the city. It was where in the city you chose to have it. Exactly. You see? And I want to make that point really, really crystal clear because it's not that people were opposed. There were a lot of people who appreciated having that access in the city. The problem they have, though, is where. Right. Right? So yeah, like exactly. you said, you need to know what that looks like mm-hmm yeah because you know again or, well i'm gonna speak for myself personally right like i'm not opposed to the safety site right because obviously you know you know I, I've, I've done my own fair share of doing uh rallies and protests and stuff to raise awareness you know for uh, substance use and, and addiction and things like that right um because it's it's important that we don't reject an entire you know population of our residents because whether you like it or not they're they're our neighbors they're our residents exactly now let me pause you right there let me say something else about east harlem new york it has the highest concentration of shelters and facilities in manhattan with eight homeless shelters 36 drug and alcohol treatment facilities and 37 mental health treatment facilities so see Knowing that, it makes sense why 
that drop-in center is there. You see what I'm showing you? Because right. that is the area that's known for that. The problem that happened in New Hallville is that you want to put this in the middle of, of people's backyard. And then you think that this is okay, and it's not. Exactly. It's not. And you see, going back to the mayoral campaign, once again, Lauren Garrett in Hamden ran her ticket on the Black Lives Matter campaign, the movement, for Paul and Stephanie. And Justin Ellicker ran his campaign on the backs of the immigrants. He claimed that he was going to make New Haven a sanctuary city. He claimed that he was going to do all this to uplift the undocumented and the immigrant community and the black people. Where and when did he do that? Did we forget what happened when COVID first happened and who was not getting vaccinated? I mean, are people blind, deaf, or dumb? I don't get it. I'm lost here, Manny. And now we have a Democrat being endorsed by a Republican. What, what the hell? What's happening? Right. Yeah, I mean, again, I'm just as confused as you are, you know, when it, when it comes to that. Um, and, and again, you, you're right. Like uh, these candidates, when they run their campaigns and they, you know, want to be elected to these positions, they run them on populations that they know, we know, everyone knows, <laughs> needs help, right? And so that that's what makes them more appealing as candidates, right? Because they're saying, well, I'm going to do this for this population, the demographic of people, this group of people, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, right? And then they get elected. And if we even see one thing, actually being done for the group they promised they were going to do things for. I mean, that's rare itself. You know? And and again, you know, and, and I've spent, you know, my own time, my years or whatever, I mean, even speaking out against that type of stuff. Because why are you using people of oppression, people who are oppressed, to get elected? <laughs> Right. If you're not going See now to now here you go with your foolishness again. Right? Because <laughs> no, I gotta be you, 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 I gotta yeah, you're gonna be because you need the house slaves. You need the house slaves to get the job done. And see, leading off of that, my question is why do people allow themselves to be put in that position? You could exactly. always say no. You could always say no. You don't have to do it. You could actually mean what you say when you claim to care about I don't know, diversity, equity, those nice words they like to use. They like to use mm -hmm. those words. You know, they like to say mm -hmm. those things because it sounds nice and it suits the moment. So, you know, we're going to say and do that. But do you really mean it? Mm -hmm. Right? And this is why I said your vote is, is, you know, it's a chess move. It is a chess move. You have to know what Absolutely. and who you're voting for. And let me remind people, right? Just as I'm saying, think about how you have to set up a chessboard. When you're setting up a chessboard, right, you always have to keep in mind that the white is always rank one and two, and black is always rank seven and eight. Why do you think I said that? Why do you think I'm saying that? Look at what you just said. We have white people saying they care about black and brown issues, but look at who they're using to pilot that like you're not even representing us well yep 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 and why are we so okay to be their tool to be their pawn there's other pieces to the chessboard there's the knights there's you know the, you don't have to be the pawn you could be another chess piece you could be a knight you could be a king you could be a queen you could be a good soldier you don't have to do all of that. I, I don't understand why we're so, on one hand, in one, one side of your mouth, you're talking about you want change, but then on the other side, we keep reinventing the toxicity. Manny, as somebody who's looking forward to becoming mayor, how does this affect your perspective on your pursuit? Yeah, listen, you know, uh, <laughs> I mean, to say that I have you know, to say I have the odds stacked against me, again, understand. Just, I mean, to say that, 
when I run, I have, do, <laughs> do you know how much work I'm going to have to do uh, just in the campaign? Right? Just on no, the campaign. you should tell people. I want you to share yeah, that part. That's I, what I'm leading okay, to. Do you know the work I'm going to have to do to, you know, yes. convince people that my campaign, right, that I'll be running, is not like any other campaign. And that itself is going to be difficult because every candidate says that, right? Every Correct. Candidate, Correct. Is, but it's be and and what what I hate the most is that when a person like me, right, wants to get into the office, wants to get into the political field, and I genuinely, like, I genuinely have, like, I mean, just such vast differences from your typical political, you know, candidates, right? Like, I'm not, for one, I'm not going to make promises that I know is impossible, right? I'm not going to sit here and appeal to people, you know, just to get their vote. I'm Like, there's a lot of things that I'm not going to do, right, that almost every political candidate does. But the number one struggle that I'm going to have to face, right, is that people, because because of political candidates, because of politicians, right, people don't, one, they don't care about politics, and two, they don't trust, they don't trust the people who run, right, regardless of what they say, and, um, and that's what's going to be difficult for me, right? That's what's going to be difficult because here I am. I'm going to, you know, go for elected office. I'm going to run a campaign. I'm going to say that, listen, I actually am different. You know, I, I, I actually am going to get work done. I'm going to say all these different things, right? And and I'm going to mean them. But what's going what's gonna to be hard is that people have heard this all before. And they've been lied to time after time again. So it's going to be so hard for, you know, to convince them, right, that, like, I, I mean what I say, <laughs> you know, and, and I'm not like the others. So, it, listen, it's going to be so hard, this campaign. You know is what, gonna though? It's going to be difficult. I think, I think that will only be hard for the people who don't want to support you because you have something some people lack, which is a mother who will get up and stand up and tell people, stand here with me and my son. Your mom, your family play a big role in, in your life and they support you and you have that. Some people don't have that. So I actually think that your barrier will be more so not that you're different. I think people know that about you. But people have to be willing to believe and trust you. That's where I see your barrier happening. Because while they say they agree with you and they say they support you, are you going to believe in my vision as me being the one leading the, the whole thing? Are you going to be okay with my lack of experience? Are you going to be okay with my lack of other things? That's what I think you're going to bump into because, you see, that's what they use to recycle people with. You would think after what just happened with COVID, sitting now talking about the fact that somehow he got the nomination without even batting an eyelid. Right. Would you have thought that? I don't think so, especially no, since no. <laughs> some of these unions claim to have been against, you know, so then mm -hmm. now when you... When you look at what Tom Goldenberg is is doing, right? Because I'm glimpsing through this article in the Independent, the New Haven Independent that was published today. You know, people are actually giving Tom credit because, you know, Dave Augusta, the Green Party member, right? He's endorsing him and they're all for it. They're all for it. They're saying, look, we have to come together with the Republicans to get this man out. So it's kind of like they're trying to show that we're coming in solidarity to solve the problem. I don't know if I would trust working with the Republicans. That's just me. That's just me. Yeah, I yeah, that that I mean 
a Democrat endorsed by Republicans. That is, that is, um, it's, it's weird. It's off. I don't, I don't know what to think of it. And no. I can't help but suspect that the Republicans wouldn't endorse someone unless there was something in it for them. Exactly. Exactly. That's, that's, that's just what comes to mind. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And plus, there's a bunch of white people talking to each other. So how does that befit us? I don't see how that benefits us. Right. You know, right, to exactly. me, I don't understand that campaign strategy because now, like, okay, so we spoke about Elliker. Elliker's being recycled, and he... He hasn't even, did you notice with Elliker, right? You haven't even seen his campaign manager. He has been, he hasn't even done that much campaigning. And he already has all these endorsements and all the support. This is without mm -hmm. him actually campaigning. Meanwhile, you have Shafiq, who's running around trying to get everybody to endorse him. But he doesn't seem to be having the same luck. How do you feel about that? How do you feel about the other people running against Elliker? Oh yeah, yeah. You know, I um <laughs> I saw actually I saw Shafiq today on Whaley Avenue. I think he was holding it seemed like he was holding some type of um uh press conference where they had the podium set up and everything else. And um I don't know, like you, you can tell you can tell the difference. You can tell the difference, you know, of of like support. And and I question why, you know, I I, I question why. Um. I you know I don't know. It, it seems like it seems like after that union backing that Elliker got, you know. Um, it like kind of blew the other candidates out of the water. Exactly. It, that was like that was like it right there. That was the mic right. drop moment. Exactly. That was the mic right. drop moment right there. And it's to me now, if that's the case, let's pretend. Now I'm gonna ask you an adventurous question here. Big surprise. <laughs> if you were running in this campaign right now, what would you say mm -hmm. would be your strategy? What would you do? Oof. Uh, before or after the union backing? <laughs> you could do both. Tell me both. Before, before the union backing, right? Probably from like the start of the race, right? Um, one is again try to highlight to people, um, my <laughs> what I would call it my troublesome uh track record, right? Getting into good trouble. <laughs> uh. <laughs> And, and the fact that, um, there's never, there's never been an instance, um, that anyone can say that I ever backed either someone or something that was damaging to the city. And I do that because I, you know, New Haven's my, New Haven's my everything. <laughs> I always tell people, no matter what city I go to, I, I've been to Waterbury Bridge or New, New Milford, all the different places, right? And New Haven's, I mean, it's my home. It's, I love it. I love the people. I, regardless of the problems, regardless of all the things that are here, New Haven is everything to me, right? Um, and so when it came to like all the things I've done or whatever, have I had to get into good trouble? You know, I was the first one there. <laughs> you, you know, absolutely. I was the first, absolutely. I was the first one, you know, absolutely. I mean, just unfazed. When people tell me, Manny, you could get in trouble for saying this. Manny, you know, you might not want to bring up that issue. You might not want to bring up that concern. It gets people, you know, nervous and mad. And so I said, I don't care. I said, that's the problem. That, that people oftentimes, you know, are like, it's scared of, of doing things, uh, you know, scared of, of, uh, you know, getting some people mad or, or riling up. You know, so shaking, shaking some, <laughs> uh, departments. So, like, no, you know, shoot. I was, I was always the first one there saying, okay, I'm going to get in trouble and what, you know, 
like, is it, I, I always ask, I said, I have one question for you guys. One, one question. Um, is this for the benefit of the people of New Haven? And they said, well, I said, nope, that's, that's all I need to know then. That's all I need to know. If it's going to help my community in any way, if it means me getting in trouble and me upsetting some people, ask me if I care twice, because I don't. <laughs> right, I because don't. here's the thing. There's Listen, people get confused. You cannot just sit here and watch this in silence. You cannot do that. That's not how this gets resolved. We need to get up. We need to stand up. We need to say things. We need to be mad about things. That's just exactly. how it's going to be. And, and that's how and it should I, be. Exactly. And like, so, so I, so again, so I would, I would reinforce the fact that, okay, I, I've raised all these questions on activist level, right? And, 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 you know, being just an, an outspoken advocate in the community. Um, but I recognize that being an elected office, there's a certain opportunity you have to actually enact changes you can't do as an activist, right? And that's policy making, that's legislation, you know, those things, right? And so this is me taking my activism work and taking the issues that I've raised in my activism years and now being able to be in a position where I can introduce, I can support, I can you know, push policies and legislation to actually put actions to all of the things that I fought for. You know, I'm not, I'm not going to be that politician that like has said, oh, well, you know, I want to do this. I want to do this. I want to do this. And they ask them, okay, well, how are you going to do it? And they're like, um, uh, let's, let's figure that out, you know, when, when we get there. No, 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 no. That, cause, cause you're not going to get to, you, you don't know what you're doing. <laughs> You know, that's so true because you see the strategy piece is the important piece. You got to be able to strategize, not just on the fly, not just when it sounds good, not just when it looks good. And I, I know that's what's infuriating me with what I'm seeing because that's how it's coming across. Is it not? It's coming across as if this is all pretentious, like this is all for show. Like every, you know, I've yet to find a candidate that I can actually relate to. Because I feel like exactly. we're just recreating the wheel, and I don't understand why why we do that. Yeah, I, I mean, and that's and exactly, and that's also something that like I would emphasize. Is like, listen, let me know, let me know, like, bring it to me, show me the evidence of any of these candidates getting into the dirty work <laughs> of these actual movements. Like, bring me that. And I don't mean that they showed up, took some pictures, made a little speech, and that was it. Because anyone can do that. And that's pretty much all they've done. <laughs> you know? But show me that they were there when there were no cameras. Show me that they were there for an hour or two hours after the event ended just speaking to the people. You know, show me that they exactly. went exactly. home and instead of, you know, doing regular things or whatever, that, you know, they were actually working behind the scenes, you know, to actually and make and the proper conversations with other activists, with, with other residents and stuff. You know, not people in power, people who, just, you know, are being affected, right? So I'm not... You know, unlike them, who they probably go behind closed doors or they go home and they, what, what's the term? They, they rub elbows, <laughs> you know, with, with, with similar people. Um, it's not I mean, me. that's what I'm saying. It's like an old boys club, right? Because you know? the, same, the same people showing up. I, again, one has to wonder, did New Haven learn anything? Did Hamden learn anything? And the answer is no. And people no. need to realize your vote is a chess move right now. Mm -hmm. They are trying to maintain power. They being those with the privilege. They want to make sure that they're still in the position to call the shots. And my question to everybody is, 
How long are you going to let that happen? Why are you letting that happen? How many Randy Coxes need to happen? How many Pauls and Stephanie's need to happen? How many times we have to talk about climate change and the school system before you all decide something needs to happen? So again, Manny, if give me your elevator pitch in one minute. If you were running for mayor right here, right now, talk to us. Um, my my camp, not only my campaign, but my term, my administration is going to be unlike any administration uh, modern New Haven has ever seen. Uh, I'm not going to be that candidate that is in the office in City Hall who you can't get a hold of or who sometimes gives you the impression that they're either too busy or too good to talk to you, you know, right there in the moment and you have to schedule, you know, when to talk to her. No, I am going to be that person um, who you know you can go up to with full confidence um, and know that when you bring an issue to me, oh, you can bet, you can bet your entire life and my life if you want to, that I will get into any trouble necessary to make sure. That well, that's, that's how, how you, that's how you change things. That's mm-hmm. how you do it. You don't change things that by, by being the best critic in the room and doing nothing with it. You don't change things by, sitting there and watching black and brown activists being gaslit and gatekept, you do not change things that way. And I don't understand how we could sit here and just be okay with putting the same people back in the same position and expecting things to change. Make it make sense. It's not making any sense to me, right? Here's Lauren Garrett. She was allowed to be, you know, to exploit the black and brown movement for her election, and she gets reelected. She gets nominated. Justin Elliker didn't even have to bat an eyelid, and he got the nomination. So what's really going on? And I don't think that it's a matter of us not having enough people to vote. I think people just don't know if they should. I think people are discouraged. I think people feel like, well, what's the point if nothing changes? So Manny, facing that comment, if I come up to you and say, hey, man, you know, I, um, I, I, I can't, I can't, I don't, I don't feel like voting makes sense. What do you have to say to that person? Sorry, you broke up with that. What, what was that? I said that, what do you have to say to the person mm-hmm. who says to you that voting does not make sense? Oof. <laughs> um, this is what I say to them because people have told me that. Uh, I I don't think that a lot of people know just how much of their lives is controlled by politicians. It's, by, it's controlled by one vote. Uh, I let them know that down to the sugars that are in your drink. <laughs> is determined by politics. The gas and the emissions that are emitted from your car are controlled by politics. The foods that are available in your grocery stores are controlled. Everything you think and don't think is controlled by politics, most likely is controlled by politics. So your vote could be the one thing that changes that makes the whole damn difference and everyone else's lives and everyone else's lives and why don't people see that though again it's it's the it's the track record of these political candidates and how they make promises and promises and say things on their campaigns and then do that 180 that we all know they do once they get elected yes It, it creates mistrust it creates mistrust yes. in the voters. Yes, it does. It really, really does. And the thing about it is, is like, at this point, I mean, I, I'm with you. I'm very friggin' disgusted. You know, I, I don't see how this is happening, but at the same time, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, people need to really get up and really need to pay attention. 
They need to pay attention. This is not, this is anything, nothing to be fooled with. This is nothing to, you know, to play around with. Right. This is some serious shit. And you it's know what? Scary. Believe it or not, we still have time. We still have time. Now, see, to me now, I'm going to tilt this in a different direction. Seeing what's happening with the Democratic Party, right, as mm-hmm. a whole, this makes this the perfect playground, in my opinion, for the Republicans. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. It makes it a perfect playground. So now, in saying that, do you think that that is why Tom felt comfortable taking that endorsement from the Republican Party? Because let me tell you, meanwhile in Hamden, allegedly the Republicans are not very happy with Lauren Garrett. So it sounds like if she has to, she would have to take on the Republicans. Ellicott would have to take on the Republicans. But Tom is now in camaraderie oh with them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about that? In fact, what I believe is, is that if Tom were to, you know, win, right, he would not have to take on the Republicans, but he might have to take on the Democrats. And now look at the iron here that you are, you are in the Democratic Party, you're on the Democratic ticket, right? And should you win, instead of having problems with the opposite party, with the opposing party, you'd have problems with your own. And again, and it begs the question. Yes, yes, and yes. It begs the question, why? Why, why are the Republicans backing you? Like you said, they're not going to do it just because they're bored. Mm -mm, mm -mm. They're not going to do that just because they're bored. So obviously, there's a conversation that happened or is Mm -hmm. happening. Right. Right. And that's where I'm like looking at all of this, like, what the actual fuck, right? Now, (laughs) meanwhile, in Hamden, what I predict is going to happen is the Republicans are, you know, they're against Lauren Garrett. You know, they're not going to change their opinion on that. So she's going to have a fight with that. I don't see anyone opposing her that the people are really backing. That's part of the problem in Hamden. But it's also part of the problem in New Haven. Because even though we're hearing about all these people and we're talking about all these people, look at the crowd. I don't see people who look like me in the crowd. Do you? Mm. Mm. <laughs> I'm good, just saying. That's a, that's a good I'm just point. saying. I'm just saying. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't see us in the crowd. So far, neither in New Haven or Hamden, I'm not seeing us in the crowd. I'm not seeing us being well represented. And, that, and that's also a problem. But again, but again, but it that's also the goes chess back. move, though. It, it also move. goes back to, you know, a lot of the residents in this city who look like me and you don't trust politics. And so they don't. They, no, they don't. They, they won't show up. They won't support. They won't show up. They won't nothing. support. They, they don't give a fuck. They're looking exactly. at you and me like. They're trying to figure out why do you want me to care? And, you know, exactly. this is really scary because, you know, I think people fail to remember or realize that not only are we on the outskirts, not even because people are still getting COVID-19. Let's not forget that. Mm-hmm. But also we survived COVID-19 and our younger people, the Mannies, all the young people saw that. And we want those young people to vote. Seeing all of this. How do we expect them to get involved, Manny? How how could we bridge that gap? How could we get more of you out there? Yeah, um, and that's that's the work I've I've been focusing on for well, since I started. Right, was was appealing to the youth and getting the youth to be involved, and I did that even in my own classrooms. Right, um, and so. You know, letting them know, one, that, you know, politics matter, right? Always bringing that conversation up, that politics matter, and how does politics affect you. But then also letting them know that the reality is me and you, right? I'm talking about, you know, me and and the other 16-year-old, me and the other 17-year-old, my peers, me and you are going to be the ones 
to inhabit all the problems. So me and you, we need to start as early as possible on our ends to begin to fix those issues and stay consistent with that. Don't let's not wait till me and you are 45 and 50 years old to finally realize, oh yeah, you know, well politics matter, you know, but no, 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 because if that's the case, we're no better than the than the the 45 and 50 year olds now. <laughs> that's right. That's absolutely right. And this is why, like, you know, I am especially worried for the black and brown youth coming up because I feel like they're so disengaged. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't see them as engaged as I would expect them to be considering what is going on in this country right now. You would expect to see the youth taking, I would expect to see the youth taking a strong stance against a lot of what's happening. If anything, you see it more like folks aren't sure what to do and they're more occupied with fi- finding Pokemon and playing video games and watching anime. And I'm not saying any of that is bad, but I'm saying it's troubling when our younger people don't see the val- you know, the need to be involved. It's very concerning because while they're being distant and disengaged, the Republican Party is making sure that it stays engaged. And that scares me. Mm-hmm. That really scares me. And this is why, I'm sorry to tell you, Tom Goldenberg, you down with the Republican Party, brother, you're going to have to do that by yourself. I, I can't hang with that. I can't hang with that. You know, I feel like I don't know what to say to Shafiq now because look at what, like you said, Justin didn't even start campaigning yet and look at all the endorsements he has. Just like that. Exactly. Just like that. Where is yeah. the third party? This is when we need a strong third party. This is where we need the strong third party to me to come in and just do something because we already know nothing's going to change. Meanwhile, in Hamden, we have a little princess who has no idea what it's like to have to balance a paycheck or how to stretch food or how to work and pay attention to your kid's homework. You don't have to do those things. You were able to go to the store and pick up what you wanted, when you wanted, and do what you wanted, when you wanted, and how you wanted. You even married a slumlord and thought that was cute. And these are the people who are running our cities. Now, before we cut off, what is your final words to the people who are going to participate and probably be involved in seeing who runs these towns? What do you have to say to them, Manny? I say this. The candidates now, they all have things they're running on. And they all have things that they're running on, but they decide not to make public, right? Um, Always keep that in mind. Um, To... Uh, I only ask that when you cast your vote, which is the most powerful thing you have in this country, your vote. When you cast that vote, make sure that one, you've done all the research you can into the candidate. That two, you believe in whatever they're saying they're running on. Don't do it just because your friend did it. You know, don't vote for the person just because, you know, they're part of your party. Don't vote for the person just because they look nice. No. Do your research. If after the research you decide that that's the candidate you want to cast your vote for, then do it. And for those who are still mistrustful of politics and are deciding to abstain from voting, Know that every vote that isn't cast helps, helps sustain the oppression that we are under. That's it. Well, Manny, you know, as usual, as usual, you came on here and you said it how you saw it. And I want to remind folks that we do have freedom of speech. That is a thing that applies to us as well. Uh, We are no exception. So keep that in mind before you decide to join in 
gaslighting and gatekeeping us. Just saying it out loud for everybody in the room. You know, I hope we understood what this young man was sharing. And we understand that now is the time for change. Again, in my humble opinion, after surviving COVID and all that has happened, I'm really not understanding some of these, you know, endorsements and all that is happening. The media, from the media coverage to who we decided to be house slaves for, it just, now is the time for change. Manny's going to join us again soon so we could continue this conversation. We know this is not over. Thank you, Manny, so much for your time. To all who tuned in, continue. Thank you. Yes. Thank you so much. You know, I really appreciate every time you come and bless us, you know, and please know that we are here to support you. This young man wants to run from mayor. You hear what his fears are. You heard what his concerns are. He should not have to enter a bullpen without support. And we should be here to support him. Okay. You know, the, these are, this is one of our future. You know, the children are our future. And we need to understand that. I know what that means and what it entails. And sometimes that entails us looking back at ourselves and making